everybody and welcome to our latest episode of Bread of Blue and I'm delighted to be joined by a man who played over 400 football league games after leaving Evan as a teenager but he is now the recently retired Scott Brown. Welcome Scott, is the probably just had enough? Yeah, yeah, too much. Um, yeah, the broken legs killed me this time but yeah, thanks for having me on Darren. Neither. 400 games after leaving Everton Football Club is, is some achievement because everybody we've spoken to on Bread of Blue who was released at an early age, it's a, it's a huge blow to come back from, Scott, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, to be fair, I remember it well when I got obviously released. Um, hit me hard because obviously being an Everton fan and you know, my dream was to play for the club. It, you know, when you get told that initially, like, you know, that's it, you're done. You know, that dream's then gone and got to rebuild. Um, I managed to go to Bristol City and earn a contract there. And yeah, then obviously the next 19 years took place. Who was it that told you you were getting released? David Moyes. Um, to be fair, in my last year, obviously under 19, made a few, quite a few appearances for, uh, for the reserves. I scored a load of goals for the 90s, so I was quite confident that I was going to get another year or another two years going in. And um, David Moyes just basically said I wasn't ready to play in the Premier League um, at that particular time and wished me all the best. And um, to be fair, I later found on down the line that it was actually him who um, put me into Bristol City to have a look at me. So, you know, he did look after me in that sense. And um, yeah, managed to have a did any part of you want to just give up and try and do something else? Or when you got that, when you got that news, uh, you determined straight away, right, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah, to be fair, it hit me hard at first because, as I said, you know, being an Everton fan, like, I just wanted to play for Everton and have my whole career playing for Everton Football Club. Um, it was only a couple of weeks later that obviously Bristol City had come involved. And because I've been involved in the Premier League, I didn't really know any of the uh, lower league teams. Because obviously the hype of Everton and you're just mm. looking out for their results every week and you don't really look for that well, I never anyway. So I went to Bristol City with like a little bit of a, you know, I've got to be the best player here. Um, if I'm not then, you know, there's no point me carrying on and that's the attitude they had and to be fair, done well for me. Um, I went in confidence and they liked me, yeah, so. It was a big move as well for you because I presume it was the first time you you moved away from home. It's, it's uh, you can't exactly commute to Ashton Gate. Yeah, can you? yeah. To be fair, it's a great club, Bristol City, and they did like they looked after me, and um, they put me up, and um, yeah, they were really really good with me and my family as well. Um, whenever they wanted to come down and stay, they put them up, and they were brilliant. To be fair, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I hit the, hit the ground running, and yeah, it was good. How old were you when you first started training with Everton? I was nine. I signed, so with the very first trials, I was under nine. And um, I got in from then, and then like the way up to 19. Um, when it takes I was a lot 15, of dedication, I, that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So do you get, remember, they used to pick us up from school on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday, take us to training and then drop us back off. So you weren't even out with your mates on the streets or not. You were just constantly playing football all the time. And, to be fair, obviously the education I got at Everton, like football and wise, give me the career I've had today. Um, obviously with the likes we just talked about, Colin Harvey and mm. Andy Olden and Alan Arthur, like they were my when I obviously signed YTS and professional, they were my coaches and learned so much of them, um, which obviously took me through into my career. How big an influence was was Colin Harvey? A, a genuine cast iron, twenty four carat Everton. Uh, 
yeah, massive. The um, he didn't treat us like kids. He treated us like men. So you literally have to just deal with it straight away. And I was with Colin from the age of fifteen. So obviously, when I was fifteen, I was playing for the nineteens and and in the youth cup with Chadi's age group, Sean O'Hanlon and that. So I had like a good relationship with Colin, and you know, if he needed to be stern with you, he was, and you take it on the chin and you get on with it. And um, I like that approach, and uh, yeah, it just sets you up for men's football. You're not a kid anymore. Mm. You've got to adapt and. He was brilliant. He was brilliant for me. Like, let's talk about the two thousand and two FA Youth Cup run. It was a it was a magnificent run, and perhaps unfairly, it's just remembered as Wayne Rooney and ten others, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's what it was. That's basically what it was. <laughs> he was the uh, he was the star of the show, and we just followed suit, just helping him to reach his goals. Basically, give him that platform, and oh yeah, it was unbelievable. We messed up in the uh, the final at Goodison. We got before one. Mm. Just gave our mountain ourselves a mountain to climb away. Um, but he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. When did you can you can you remember when you first saw a little kid called Wayne Rooney? He was so we, we were like the same age group, and um, he was only dead skinny when he was like younger, younger. But he was technically very good. He weren't like strong or quick. He was just technically very good. Remember, like the season had finished. And obviously he'd been going into tra- Everton, carrying on his training. So we come back for pre-season, like the following year, and he just turned into a man. And like that was him then. That was that was the start of Wayne Rooney. And he just seemed to get better and better and better every single day and he just never looked back. Did you expect and, him to go on to have the career that he did, Scott? Did you expect him to be the legend that he became? Well, when he was coming through with Everton, there was obviously obviously a big hype around him and like it's how good he's going to be, whether he get affected by, obviously, stuff outside of football. And because that is, plays a major part in holding people back. But when he went to Man United and he scored that Atsic on his debut, I was just thinking, wow, wow. <laughs> and to be fair, in my opinion, he obviously went on to be England's greatest ever player, Yeah. in my opinion. Everything that he'd done for, obviously, Man United and England. Yeah. Mind-blowing. <laughs> Phenomenal, wasn't it? And when you when you look at that youth team, it was just yourself, uh, Michael Symes and Stephen Schumacher, really, who went on to have the, who went on to have decent professional careers. So even though you're playing at that level, still a long way to go, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah. And to be fair, we had a great team, you know, that, that year. And um, I think any any one of the team could have went on to have careers. It's just, obviously, there's a lot of luck involved as well. You obviously have to dedicate yourself, work hard, but then there's a, you need somebody like a manager to like you or give you the chance. Some of them lads never got that. And obviously me, Sam, G, Shuey and Wayne did and done all right out of it. Did you have any dealings with David Moyes? Yeah, just um, obviously a couple of times. I remember obviously the very first day um, he got the job and was walking through the corridor and called him Davey by accident. <laughs> Davey. I'm your gaffer son. I was like, all right, Sanja, sorry. <laughs> and then, um, obviously, when we used to go on train with the first team, sometimes we'd be involved, other times we'd just be like ball boys, getting the balls for like the first team lads and shooting or whatever. So it was tough. It was tough. I didn't really see like there was a, um, a pathway for us youngsters to like get a chance or get a snip. Obviously, we played the reserves or whatever, but... We, as you just said there, we were miles away from the first team and 
terms of getting picked or being selected, it was miles off it. It was only obviously there was only obviously Wayne who he had to be involved because he was that good. You literally couldn't leave him out. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Wayne was so good that in comparison, had any of the other young lads been given a chance, people would have said, Wow, he's a mile off. You know, maybe because Wayne was so, so special. Yeah. You're right, you're probably right there. Yeah, but obviously, after we left, there was obviously a lot of the kids who got on the bench, you know, like in the Champions League and all that, like obviously Yozer and Lawrence Wilson and all, like, so there was, as it seemed like when we left, you were bringing kids through then and giving them a chance, but yeah, just never worked out for us. When you went to Bristol City, I was reading, it was just on a short-term contract, so that must have been, that must have been quite tough. You probably... Did you think to yourself, I've got to be, I've got to be at my best every single day here? Yeah, yeah. That's as I said to you before. I went down there with the attitude, like I've got to be the best in this team, got to be, and um, that's how I went into training every single day, just trying to uh, express myself as much as I could. And yeah, they seemed to like me, and mm. I signed, I signed the short term, and then I think they ripped it up after a month or two, and then I signed a two and a half year deal. Um, but yeah, it was good. Good club. Between Bristol City and Accrington Stanley, you had nine clubs in, in nine years. Why, why was that? Yeah, so um, I left Bristol City and signed for Cheltenham and it broke my leg in my first game. So I was out for like 12 months, but it was a, a bad one. I done my tib and fib and dislocated my ankle. And I think it probably took me about two or three years to get back to full fitness. Um, and obviously everything that come with it, like the mental side of it, was tough, physically and mentally tough. Um, and then I sort of lost my way a little bit, trying to like get my head straight, get back into the football, get back to my peak. So then, yeah, I just was flitting through clubs, um, trying to stay in the game, basically. And then, I, where did I sign? I ended up signing for Southport and John Coleman got the job halfway through the season, made me captain. And he just got the best out of me, like his management skills, the way he is as a person, um, done a lot for me. And I repaid him in performances. That was obviously all I could. And he took me back when he got the Atkinson job, he took me there. And um, obviously we went on to win the league together. And yeah, he just got the best out of me. Brilliant manager, one of the best to work for. When you were when you were at Southport, did you think that your do you think that your football league days were behind you? Yeah, I thought I was done. I thought I was just trying to obviously earn as much money as I could to support my family and wanted to just get back to enjoying football. And that's what I did. I managed to do that there. And then at the end of that season, he got sacked. And um I'd had like a few offers from other clubs and I spoke to him and he said Grimsby are interested in you. I'd sign for them if I was you. So then obviously I signed for Grimsby and then uh, 18 months into my contract, he'd start, he got me back at Atkinson. Um, and then, yeah, played the best football in my career then. Mm. Certain, certain players do suit certain managers, don't they? And yourself and John Coleman are clearly a, a good fit. As Mark Hughes will say the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, me and, me and Mark signed on, on the same day. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, basically, we signed this just cover. He said, I've got my team. Like, uh, is it in for cover? So you'll have to wait for your chance. And we were both fine with that. Um, and then obviously, we both managed to get into the team. And 
secure our own places. And yeah, we obviously we went on to win win the league together, which was we were favourites to go down that year. Mm. So then, so obviously win the league, it was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Was that the most enjoyable part of your professional career? Would you say after? Yeah, to be fair, when I was at Everton, I loved it. Loved it at Everton. Obviously, to sign a professional for the club you love. Um, not beat not beat that for me at the time. And I'd be training with the likes of Ginola, Gaza, obviously Rooney, Ferguson, like all my idols. Um, and then obviously to leave, I went to Bristol City. After I broke my leg, I did lose my way. But then, as you say, yeah, back at Atkinson, I sort of got back to who I was, who I wanted to be as a footballer. And it all comes to fruition. It's, it, it's lovely for me and a lot of people at the football club who have been at Everton quite a while. To, to pick up the Sunday papers and see the likes of yourself still playing, still scoring goals. We, we, we love the yeah. lads to get released to come back and have a good professional career. It's 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 easier said than done, though, Scott, isn't it? It's not easy to bounce back. No, it's hard, yeah. It is hard. Um, but you've just got to keep believing in yourself. And I firmly believe that everything I was taught at Everton, right, growing up from the age of nine, right the way through till 19, give me a platform. To go and be a professional footballer at the levels that I played at. Mm. Um, you know, for that, you know, thank Everton. And obviously, I'm a supporter. I'll be supporting them now from the stands at week in, week out again. <laughs> um, looking forward to that. You came, you, you, you came through the old school way at Everton Football Club 20 years ago. Yeah. Or whatever. Are, are, the, are the young players a bit too molly coddled now, do you think? You get everything, don't you? <laughs> you get everything. We have to clean boots and like fetch the balls in after training and all that. Um, but no, as I say, the standard of football has gone up. It's gone up so much. You can see the levels, even like the under 23 kids coming through and that. Mm. They're at levels that I don't think we were at that particular age. Um, would have been nice if they had done then, because we might still be there. Might have been there a bit longer, but. Um, no, we've obviously watched the Everton Academy. We've got some good kids coming through, so um, looking forward to seeing if they get the chance. Proper reserve team football. You, you you learned so much playing against senior professionals. You must have played against players when you played for the big Taff, for big Andy Holden. You must have played against players who played hundreds of games in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. They played against Roy Keane, Gary Neville, Gerard. Wow. Top, top players in the game, like who obviously, as a young kid, them experiences obviously take you. You learn things. You learn things every day with football, and yeah, as I say, I had a good education at Everton. Um, brilliant, yeah. And obviously, when I was there, I got the chance to represent England as well, which you know I can take that with me as well. Something I'm proud of. You played regularly, didn't you, through the youth teams for England? Yeah, I think I got just under forty appearances, um, which. Brilliant for me, like, mm. um, but yeah, it was good, very good. So you had a great education at Everton. You've had a really, really good professional career with a number of different clubs, loads of different managers, loads of different coaches and environments. Is it time now for you to give a little bit back? Do you want to get into coaching? Yeah, yeah, um, I do want to go into coaching. Obviously, I'll have to see how long my leg takes to repair. I'm in the process of doing me way for B badges. Um, but yeah, I'd obviously love to give something back and um, hopefully there'll be some good opportunities that come my way. John Coleman, the best manager you worked for? Yeah, by far. He, um, he was like a father figure at times. He uh, was brilliant for me. Um, 
his desire, love for the game as well, just like rubs off on you. And he does, he gets the best out of his players on like small budgets and yeah, great manager, great person as well. If you are thinking about being a coach, you, you've had a you've had a you've had a fabulous football upbringing, haven't you? Because I'm I'm sure we could speak about the managers that you didn't like for, for hours on end. But <laughs> no, you've got yeah. to you've got to take you've got to take the good things and work with them, and you've got to take the bad things and eradicate them, haven't you? You've got to you've got to experience everything to be a decent coach. Yeah, un- unbelievably. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, there's obviously good bads and good points and bad bad points from every manager. Mm. Um, but you've just got to put your own spin on it and be the best that you can be um, and hopefully I'll do alright Sarah. Well we wish you the very best congratulations on a, on a wonderful career that you've had you've bounced back superbly and thanks for joining us Scotty on, the, on Bread of Blue Cheers Dan thank you very much mate appreciate that